Yeah, so I, I was walking into this office and I literally almost went through the, the window. Uh, it is so clear. So clean, uh, man. It's so clean that I almost walked right in here. This is executive as all get out. Like, this is a legit executive office. It is. Josh pointed out, he was like, man, this office is so nice. He's like, there's pie charts up there. <laughs> Are you talking about my personal office? Oh, yeah. yeah no, man. I mean your personal office. It's where the magic happens. It's legit. I mean, you have pie charts. You have percentages. You have yeah. revenues. You have goals. You're not, you're not an executive unless you actively draw pie charts on your whiteboard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, mm-hmm. you got some bike wheels in the corner, yeah, I see. Yeah, that That's actually – those are a funny story, aren't they? Aren't those Bob's? No, I don't think so. Those are mine. What's the story? I thought you borrowed some like bike gear from Bob. I and, did. And... Yeah, that was years ago. I borrowed like his when I was doing my Iron Man. I borrowed his uh, zip wheels, which are like two thousand a pop, carbon fiber wheels. And I can't remember what happened with them. I scratched one of them or something, and Bob wasn't too happy about it. <laughs> uh, and so I like it was one of those things where I was like afraid of him because he's sixty five year old, the most intense CrossFit Iron Man legend you've ever met. That. Uh, and he let me borrow them, and I scratched them, and I just avoided giving them back to him because <laughs> I don't want to. Poor do, you Bob. Still, do you still have them? Or no, did no, you, I did. I get. Did back. you like a drop and go? Just like yeah. ring the doorbell and ran. No, like, I, I like owned up to it. Yeah, I was like, hey, there's a scratch here. That's good because if you didn't, he'd hear it on the podcast. Yeah, that's true. Um, and he, he did mountains on the screen. You think that's just because we came to? Uh, you have mountains. No, right, hey, it'll be desert. Desert. Shortly. No, this is really cool. No, we're recording right now. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up, my fellow Narnomies? Welcome to the Narnomies MTB podcast, episode 18. Wow, 18 of them. That means we're an adult now. I need to catch up. We can go buy cigarettes. Like, 18. Steven, have you listened to any single podcast? I listened to yours. (laughs) (laughs) Which one? I'm on, like, I'm probably on half of them. Uh, Guess which one? The one where I was angry the whole time. Hold on, pump the brakes. We're not there yet. The trail let down. We're not there yet. Okay. All right, we'll get there. The trail let down. I love it. Yes. So, folks, we have a very special episode for 18, as we're an adult now. You know, your 18th episode, 18th mm-hmm. year, you're an adult. And we're bringing on a, uh, an awesome guy. Um, I was actually thinking about this last night, and I was like, man, what am I going to talk about with, with, with uh, Mr. Stephen Murray, who, who we're talking to today? And, uh, you know, I thought about it, and you are actually, if I'm being honest, you, Josiah, and Trent are the three main people that motivated me to get into mountain biking again and like kind of really stick to it. And we're not just a, mountain biking, we're like but your health. holy trinity of, yeah. of mountain biking. That's right. That. Right. Father, the the Stephen, the Josiah, and the, the Trent. Father. And I'm Catholic, so that yeah, makes sense. Um, and we're uh, going to talk about, yeah, we're going to talk about your fatherhood in a minute. But yeah, so truthfully though like it was a motivator like i'll never forget that first i think it was a yargo ride where i was struggling and you were the the leader of the pack and and i was like man i want to get like that someday and just get fit and get get healthy and and all that stuff and here we are i don't know that's probably i can't keep up with you dude three years ago you know or so um three and a half years ago and uh we're sitting here at the uh booster office which is um a company that uh steven uh runs and we'll talk about that later as well we're sitting here with um my co-host as always or not always but a lot of the time josie um, what's up who i don't know what's going on with that hat is that your hat mm. i just found it on the table oh okay cool um and yeah we wanted to talk to steven steven is also the 
leader of the MTV Brethren that we talk about uh, every now and then as a, a ride group. And do we uh, do we think MTV Brethren is that like any in any like former fashion competitor to Narnemis? I think it as a. I think yes, and I'll say why in a second. Oh, keep going. I'll let oh. you answer first. It's your show. Wow. All right. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I think I, I see it as more like coopetition. Uh, co-opetition. You, you know, so like, you know, some things we do jointly, some things we do oppositely, if that's a word. Um, but no, now I'm curious. All right. It well, sounds you know, like... I, I hadn't ever really thought about it until I initiated a ride on the Brethren text thread. And uh, we all went riding together. This is the one where we had mechanical, all the mechanical issues. My, my oh, tire, yeah. my brother's tire, uh, something else happened. I can't remember. But uh, I was surprised that the, you named your Strava ride Narnomi ride. And I was like, hold on a second. Now, you did sell some gear. You were slinging, slinging swag that we had bought. So I think that maybe some of us were wearing Narnomi stuff. But I was just surprised that you... I took a little offense at that. Yeah, but, no. You know, water under the bridge. <laughs> Honestly, if I put myself in your shoes, I'd probably take offense to that too. So, uh, yeah, agree to agree. Okay, good. Right. I apologize. Uh, apology um, accepted. But, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, I was I was probably uh, doing that for my Strava fans, you know, just to you know, push the brand and all that. You know, hmm. people are asking for more. You know, it's hard to please everyone. Well, no means are trying to grow, which I get it. That's right. the stage, you know, of I, what you're I doing. I feel like the brethren is is shrinking. We're intentionally shrinking. <laughs> Very selective. I need to. I kick people off every six months. You got to right size it. If you don't Everyone's ride right. with us at least three or four times a year, you're off. Every year, so, <laughs> who do we who do we kick out recently? Who's been kicked? I, I kicked a bunch of people. I don't off know if we should share specific oh, yeah, names. Not, I think we should. What, who got no, kicked out? you know, I don't know if oh. we should go that far. But I there's do, about to be a bunch that are going to get kicked out. Well, soon, see, so. so that's part of it, though. Is I think Watch out. we were sitting around one day and we were like, "Who are these people?" There's a lot of people on that thread, and there's people that never respond. You're surprised they don't kick themselves out, or it's annoying them, but they stay on. You know. Yeah. So I like it. Anyway, let's take it back. Um, I want to take it back to the to the OG days. So, tell me about how you got into to mountain biking. Yeah. So in college, uh, I was living in Athens. I was not at UGA at the time. I was at like Gainesville State, which is a community college. I don't have the grades to get into. Um, I don't have the grades to get into UGA right away. But then uh, I also had. A, blown out my knee playing soccer my senior year. That's one of the reasons why I was at Gainesville State as I needed to rehab because I wanted to play college soccer. And I had some smaller D1 offers, but then when I hurt my knee, those offers got rescinded. Um, so I didn't want to go like move to some random smaller NAIA school. I wanted to just stay local near Atlanta and rehab my knee. So I blew up my ACL, MCL, PCL, all my, like a lot of my meniscus got all shredded, really bad major injury. Um, and as I was rehabbing, I was having a hard time, a uh, lot of inflammation. And so somebody recommended getting on a bike. And um, and then I heard somebody talk about mountain biking because, you know, mountain biking culture in Athens is pretty strong, especially college age kids. And uh, so a, a roommate, Harrison Smith, um, and then also Gavin mm-hmm. was another older gentleman that was a part of a, a church that Josiah and I were at years before when we were young. Um, got into mountain biking. And so I, I went riding. One of the reasons why I love going to Yargo, everybody gives me a hard time about Yargo because uh, it can be kind of flat, cross-country, boring. But that was the first place I ever rode for 
probably my first five times mountain biking right Yargo because it was just somewhat easy, accessible from Athens. Um, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't yeah. know that. So yeah. there's some history there. Yeah. So I would ride at Yargo. I got a, a, a Haro bike. I think that was right. The blue yeah. hardtail Haro. I think they make like BMX bikes. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I got into it and I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with the fact that uh, you're outdoors, you're getting in good shape and it's fun. Um, like adrenaline fun, like a sport would be. Right? Were you road biking before this? No. Okay. No. So my first first time really, I mean, you know, so you, as a kid. As I, a kid, you were riding bikes yeah. casually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and we would say we were mountain biking. I had probably a Target or a Walmart bike with shocks, but, you know, riding around in neighborhood trails, but it wasn't anything, you know, technical or hardcore. Um, but yeah, I got into college. And, I, and it was really post-soccer because soccer was life growing up as a kid, travel, travel soccer, playing at a high level, um, you know, my dad wasn't really that into being outdoors. I mean, he was a great athlete, but he was not like an outdoorsy type. So, uh, it was really like my, I always call it like my first love in terms of, um, post high school life, okay. uh, with being outdoors and adventure. So that's cool. Yeah. And, uh, and then from there, um, how did it kind of culminate with, your friends like did were you, yeah. were you like one of the first guys to to get on board with the biking or or was did you have like J- josiah like i'm curious how it all connected with the yeah. brethren and everything yeah so um you know in college it was just me my brother my roommate handful of handful of local guys in athens college kids and then or early in my 20s when josiah was actually working at booster uh, and he and I were working together and he was in, he was in the national guard. So he was a reservist. Um, he and I signed up for how many adventure races did we do? Three, three, four, five adventure races. We did a handful Probably something like that. Yeah. Uh, and those of you not familiar <laughs> with the adventure race, it's like a, it's like a triathlon, but it's, um, topography. So you have to, you have a map, um, you have to or, like do orienteering, um, on a topography map and there's all these checkpoints. And so you got to like, kayak to a, a couple miles and you got to run a couple miles and then you got to have a mountain bike and get a mountain bike like 10 20 miles and it's basically how many checkpoints you can get in a certain amount of time um out in like a national park or state park and so we did like a couple six hour races i think we did one 12 hour race all day and so josiah and i started mountain biking for that um and then uh i started i started getting into more triathlons and road uh, for a season. Um, I don't, I think honestly, more out of convenience, like taking your bike with young kids and being married and a growing career, like just trying to find time to get your bike out to places and was harder for mountain biking. So I started doing more road biking because I could just ride out from my, mm-hmm. from my house. And, um, and then that got me into triathlons, but then COVID 2020 was what is actually Josiah. You bought your Santa Cruz in early 2020 late 2019 yeah i think it was probably 2019 actually. and it was like a nostalgic thing because josiah and i probably hadn't been on a mountain bike together for a decade and he had bought a sweet bike i didn't even have my i sold my mountain bike uh previous mountain bikes to get in get like tri bikes and road bikes and so i went out and bought a new mountain bike and then COVID hit and you didn't have to worry about traffic you didn't have to worry about um you know, just everybody had more time. And so we, we started, that's when, that's when I met you, right? right? I think I'd met you before, but actually got to know you. Yeah. was riding during COVID. 
Yeah, because we would do like every Friday morning. Well, maybe not every Friday morning. Wednesday. Or we so, would yeah, do like one morning, morning a week at, out at Yarga. Sunrise. Yeah. You could get there in like half an hour, it felt like. And get back without <laughs> traffic, yeah. Yeah, it was a ghost town. No, that's cool. And that's kind of where the brethren were born out of yeah. that, really, I guess. Yeah. Kind of like a text chain, hey, let's meet up and go ride kind of mm-hmm. thing. What's your, what's your idea of the the brethren since since you feel like it's somewhat of a competition what what's, what are <laughs> no, you what are you trying to get really. to uh well I mean I love I love to ride I mean they're I my three favorite activities in life are mountain biking um like skiing or snowboarding and then spear fishing right now is my like I've been doing that the last couple of years and absolutely love that. I don't get to do that, uh, but once a year and nor do I get to yeah, see the last one's very unique. Yeah. So I just love to do it. And it's one of those things I, it's, it makes it better when you're, when you go with other people. And so as we were doing it more, just formalizing a community and a culture around guys that I know. And, um, you know, sometimes it just takes one person sending a text that they're going ride and it gets you out of your routine and, gives you an excuse to go ride. So just a, it's more of a text thread than it is actually a, a mountain biking club. It's just a, Hey, I'm riding. Anybody want to join? And then, you know, we're starting to try to do more trips together and Pisca and Brevard and you did some you know, shirts Mary. and hats yeah. and stickers and but all my company stuff. does that. So I can, yeah. I was able to access free resources there. So, um, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun, fun group. So tell us about your bikes. So your bike progression. So you had this Haro, and then you. Uh, this is gonna. This is gonna take a long time. How much time we got of this? this well, is take a long well, time. maybe give us the abbreviated version. But um, what? So you you said you sold your bikes, and then you kind of went to road biking. I don't want to hear about road bikes. Um, what? Talk about from the from getting back into it. What are the bikes you've had, and and, and why, and what yeah. you choose, and all that? Yeah. So. Um, you know, getting back into the mountain biking game, all I ever knew was like a $500 hardtail. And, uh, back then, so gosh, that was probably when I was riding in college, it's like 2007, 2008, there were some full suspensions, but they were just bulky and ugly. So I always thought full suspensions were like super lame. And, uh, then, so when I knew I needed a new bike, I was like, I got to do a hardtail. Like, and especially all I really was doing was Yargo. I had not been up to Jake and Bull or uh, Mulberry Gap or anything. So I went to go get a hardtail. Well, the funny thing was uh, my buddy Zach Ships and another buddy Reed Rawlings, two brethren, had um, a, those wider tire. It wasn't like fat snow tire, but it was the uh, Trek Roscoe's, which I think they're, they're 27 and a half. They're not 29ers, but they're, they're three inch wide. So they're like really, really fat tires. And I remember riding with them and be like, oh, I love that. That's a great, that's a great setup. Well, I went to go uh, get one of those and they were sold out, but they had the Trek Stash, which was a 29er with three inch. And it didn't feel that much bigger than theirs because I wasn't really, I'd only seen them ride theirs once or twice. But I remember when I got that thing and then compared it to other mountain bikes, I was like, this is a fat tire bike. And, uh, but I loved it. It was a lot of fun, comfortable. Um, then we started riding gnarlier stuff up in the mountains. Hardtails were was taking a beating on my back. Um, so I got a Scott Spark uh, that everybody jokes with me and calls it an e-bike. It's <laughs> not an e-bike. It just has electronic shifting, which I'm familiar with from my tri-bike, the Shimano DI 
DI2s, which are sweet, but that gave me some mechanical issues. Like when I had to ride single speed at, um, where did I ride single, single speed? Cold water. Cold water the whole time. That was, that was, you guys don't applaud me enough for what I pulled off. No, I do. That was, that, that was, was the most, that was probably the most impressive athletic feat of my life was riding cold water, single speed. And then, uh, but I always felt, was I there for that? No, you weren't there. You weren't there. It was nuts. Like, I mean, you'd be high five. Literally right nuts. Like we were, th- we were at the trailhead and I think I mentioned this briefly on the podcast, but we, we were at the trailhead and typical Murray fashion. Something is always kind of broken on one of your bikes. I mean, it's I buy kind of, used it's guys. Kind of That's train. part of it is I buy used and frugal and you, you obviously don't test it out before we go out. And so like we're sitting there and I don't have time to, <laughs> and, and you, uh, and you're fiddling with it and we're like, Oh God, what's wrong. And it was your drivetrain was stuck in like the middle cog. Yeah. Which was fortunate. It was in the middle. Uh, yeah. I guess in all aspects, probably the best place it to be. And literally all of us were thinking like, Oh, Murray's going to go into town and hang out or grab a beer or whatever while we go ride. No, you were like, let's go. And we were like, you serious? Like, like my, my legs and my quads had never cramped like that. He biked time. the whole time, Josiah, like, 20 like literally biked the whole time and was leading the pack. I mean, for a lot of it, because when you you're single to. speed, you have to, or else you're walking. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. that was absurd. Yeah. Like uh, love, your so, body had to be toast after that. Well, that Scott spark was great. Cause it was like a racing XC, Full suspension like 120 front 120 back but then when we go do like the gnarly, gnarlier stuff up at um especially brevard mm-hmm. just chunky drops i i just would watch you guys roll over stuff and i'm like i'm gonna go over the handlebars on this and i had to be really particular with my lines so i just upgraded to um a stump jumper uh that uh like evo that's really sweet it's a 2021 um, yes, I've had some issues with it, but I'm just getting the kinks worked out. Uh, and got it from the pros closet. Not, from, not, yeah, I'm not a, pros, a sponsor. I'm a pros closet guy. <laughs> uh, not a sponsor yet. But I'm, I'm a, and they take care of me anytime. Um, I will say anytime I've had some mechanical stuff, I can send them within, usually they're pretty cool within, I think 60 days they'll, they'll refund you if you have to fix stuff. So that's a, that's a perk, but anyways, I love it. I've done. So um, do you still have the other bikes? Oh yeah. I keep, I keep my bikes. Like, but do you feel like this? I got my hardtail. I got my, I feel like I got it all now. I feel like I got my fun hardtail, the stash. I got my, um, XC, my Scott. XC, like super light carbon racing, which is like great for Yargo or soap. And then I got my stump jumper, which is like 150 front and back. And for all the, like the longer, bigger efforts with a lot of, a lot of chunky stuff. So, but do you feel like you, you can, do it all with that new bike or yeah, are you, yeah. are you going to switch off kind of thing? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think the stump jumper, you know, it's heavier, but I actually feel like I climb better on it because it sits more upright. I'm just more comfortable climbing on it. Um, but I also keep them because I have a 13 year old and a nine year old son. Um, both my boys are like to ride. They have, they have smaller, not as nice of bikes, but as they become full grown, they will inherit their great inheritance will be, daddy's old mountain bikes no it makes sense and with that last one i actually been wanting to ask you because i uh still never got the true answer so you sent us a text saying guys check this out and it was a ring camera of a fedex driver dropping off your bike from bro's (laughs) closet and then proceeding to pick it up and take it back to his truck and leave and you were like guys 
WTF? Like what, what's yeah. going on? Like, you know, what do I do with what's happening? And what, what happened? What, well, what the, yeah, the bottom line is, you know, I feel like as a 36 year old man, I'm very mature in a lot of ways now. <laughs> uh, and I've grown in I've grown in wisdom and I'm not as impulsive and emotional, emotionally erratic as I once was as a, as a little wee lad. You seem pretty but emotional. We, we, but we need to be able to add like sounds because this is when I would hit like the eh sounds. Like, it's all like BS right No, now. that's next. Hey, if you, uh, no, if you no, subscribe, no. like, and follow, we'll raise enough money to get a soundboard. Yeah. Like, ha yeah. <laughs> ha. No, but like when you order from Pro's Closet, like my, I always get mad at my kids when I order like a new pair of school shoes for them. And they're like, Dad, check your phone. Check the shipping status. Check the shipping status. And they're like nagging me over and over again because they, they're just so excited about this little trinket that's coming from Amazon or something. Well, that's how I am with like when I order a new mountain bike on Pro's Closet, which doesn't happen. Like I feel like I'm a, a kid waiting for Christmas Day. And uh, so I was just can't, couldn't wait to get this bike and go ride with you guys. I was so excited about it. I'd done all my research and I'd spent a lot of money on it. Well, the first thing that happened was Pro's Closet was – they like messed up the shipment. So they shipped it out a couple of days later than they said. Then the big thing that happened was there was a fire at the FedEx facility um, near Dobbins Air Force Base where the, like the FedEx jets land. And they were like backed up three days, but they weren't releasing anything about it because they didn't want people thinking all their stuff was on fire. So I kept getting like calling FedEx and trying to work my way up the ladder because it, it said it was stuck there for like four or five days. I'm like, mm. it's, I want to just drive and go get it. Well, finally it went out for delivery. Uh, but you had to sign for it. And oh. I couldn't, I wasn't there, but I was talking to the driver on my ring doorbell. Like, cause I was 15 minutes away. I was coming late from a meeting and I was like, just leave it there. I'll be there shortly. Can I give you verbal confirmation? He was like, sorry, I can't. So he just, he just turned it and <sighs> took it away. And I was, and I'd been waiting like at that point, two weeks for my bike. And I was losing patience and very <laughs> emotional about it and sad. But you eventually it's like telling got a kid it. to wait for Christmas when you think it's coming the next day. That's great. So, and, and then I was going to proceed to give you a lot of crap about taking it to Yargo for your first ride, a big travel, bigger travel bike. Yeah. But now I can't because you said it's like sentimental. Yeah, it was like a christening ceremony that can only no, be you done. Can't. You can't. You I'm, can give him crap about it. There was a reason for it. Oh, I was, <laughs> meeting, my, I was, meet, was like, meeting my mentor Chuck there, though. That's why. I wanted Who, to he also lives in Athens. is a badass mountain biker. Yeah. And I think Chuck knows better. Well, he, I, hope, I hope you're listening, Chuck. <laughs> I don't think he is, but <laughs> Chuck also never responds on the text thread yeah. either. Well, yeah, but he's he's always listening. Actually, he's aware. He's an observer. Yeah, he's an observer. He's an executive. He's a listener. Yeah. Talks uh, when 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 he needs to. Um, we can do a whole podcast dedicated to Chuck. Actually, if you wanna I want to get him on get, the podcast, get him on it, and the way he'll just passionately talk about mountain biking, you might cry. <laughs> Like in Chuck's presence. It's true. It's so true. He'll talk about Jesus and he'll talk about mountain biking. And it just, you know. And those are two things I love. And yeah. I, uh, I, I've been wanting to get him on the podcast. I'm kind of intimidated though. Like, I don't know. You we know, can, we can make it happen. Yeah. Um, obviously, I don't know him very well, but I've, in the time I've had with him, he's a pretty inspiring guy. So I, he was one of my topics actually. So he's like a mentor for you in a lot of ways. I yep. know in business and life and so yep. forth. But, was the mountain biking thing like where's the connection in that was he always mountain biking and so you... chuck chuck was actually i mean I, I i might misquote this but chuck has probably done like 30 ironmans like full ironmans um nuts. and he actually around the same time i so one of the reasons why i quit doing 
and I didn't do 30. I, I did a, like seven half Ironmans and one full Ironman and a bunch of sprints and tries. But one of the reasons why I got out of doing Ironmans and got back into mountain biking in 2020 was because of my knee. I had to have another surgery. So it was like my fourth surgery on my right knee, which means I can't, I can't run long distances anymore. So therefore all I could do is road bike, which is no fun compared to mountain biking. So I got into mountain biking. Well, Chuck actually was hanging it up with Ironmans as well around that same time and doing a lot of gravel riding and road riding and then started getting into mountain biking. So he actually got into mountain biking, like kind of later in his athletic endurance career. Yeah. This is an older and, guy folks. And yeah, the guy yeah. can do some unbelievable riding. In his sixties. Yeah. And, uh, and like his, his sons who are in their thirties for Christmas bought him a ramp that he can keep in his front yard and practices hitting jumps in his neighborhood in Athens. That's like, awesome. And all of his old, all of his buddies in his community that would swim with them or do these long rides with them or do tries with them. None of them like want to get into mountain biking with them because they're like, Chuck, we're all going to get hurt. And like, this is, you don't pick up this sport later in life. And Chuck's like, suck it up guys. And, uh, so he's Chuck's in for it, man. Yeah. And he keeps pushing himself and, but yeah, he's a mentor of mine. He, he was a former executive, uh, at a lot of big companies, CEO of honey baked ham for a while too. Um, and he is on our board at booster and I've just always gravitated towards him the way he lives his life. Um, it seems like you guys have special rides yeah. together too. Cause yeah. I noticed like on Strava, you'll, yep. you won't text the brethren all the time and you'll set, you'll use that time to be like, I need to ride with Chuck yep. kind of thing. Yep. Which me so and once him. a month, once a month we do a ride together and then we go get lunch or breakfast and I send him some just questions cause he's a mentor. So like, I always ask him business questions and then personal life questions. And we talk mountain biking a lot. So. That's cool. He's, he's a blessing. So you mentioned the kids a few times, and we were all giving you mad props um, on the text thread the other day because your kid actually, you were out of town, and he wanted, wanted to, to ride. Wanted yeah. to ride. Yeah. And I think he went out there, right? Yeah. Bright, oh. bright and early for a sunrise. Oh, and guess ride. what? Guess what? Josiah was supposed to go with him. Oh, that's right. So hold on, hold on. Let me. This is a good. This is a good. This is a good story. So. This yeah. is concocted. This is concocted. <laughs> Shut up. This was this Shut is, up. This, this is just Josh this, trying to find a way. Self-preservation. No, wait, you'll things. have your there's moment. A, you'll have your there's moment. There's a lot of things we can do here. But you'll right. have your moment. All right. Just wait, so Josiah. my 13-year-old, he's going to be 14 this fall. Uh, he's my oldest. His name's Gunner. Uh, we had, my wife and I had him when we were 22 and 21. We got married really young and then had him unexpectedly early in our marriage. So he's like, I'm a young dude at heart and he's, he's 13. I just feel like he's like, like my boy, like my bro, like I hang out with him. We go camping and hiking and all this stuff. So he likes to ride Well, I'm in Chicago on Saturday and I get a text from him and he's like, Hey, when are you getting back? I want to go ride. And I'm like, I love when my son says I want to go ride. Cause usually I'm just like, Hey, let's go ride and right. try to initiate. And so he, he, um, he sends me that and I'm like, I'm not going to be back in time on Sunday to take him riding. And I knew the brethren were doing dirt church on Sunday, which you coined dirt church for us or you at least introduced us to the idea of mm -hmm. dirt church sunday morning before before church go do real church dirt church and uh so i sent a text to the brethren of my 13 year old son saying i want to go ride just as like hey my, my son's starting to get it and my brother david who lives a couple houses down he has three daughters and like his daughters are like my daughters and my kids are like his kids like that's how close our families are well david texts me he was like hey can i take gunner if he wants to go i'm gonna go and so we get on a text thread, Gunner, David, and me. 
and we start coordinating. I'm like, Hey Gunner, you need to be ready to go at six 30. David's going to pick you up, have your bike ready, have your helmet, all that stuff. So David goes and picks him up. Well, Josiah also said he was going to be in sure enough. And, and by the way, I'm not there. My wife does not want to wake up our 13 year old son to get him up that early on a Sunday morning. So I tell Gunner, I'm like, Hey dude, you're on your own. You have to set your own alarm and you have to be ready to go when David gets there. So my son sets his own alarm at 6am is ready to go out the door at 630. David picks them up, they go ride and they get in the parking lot and they're waiting for Josiah and Josiah overslept. <laughs> and so, so it's I told true. Josiah, I was it's like, true, Josiah, people. this is the second generation of Murray that is just, uh, dominating you at, at mountain biking. So <sighs> that pillow felt so nice though. Yeah. What a proud father. What a proud father. Yeah. And I mean, that that's he, cool. And that he, he proved, uh, more disciplined than Josiah added more pride so. how did you do that because i because i have younger kids right i have a seven-year-old and a three-year-old and i i trying to get them into it but like you know you don't want to overdo it and you 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 want like in your case you want them to want it yep. they want you want them to get to yep. a point to ask you like what was your thing around that yeah so or was it just accident and it just uh, worked out yeah well, it's yeah it's all quasi-intentional and some unintentional you know my dad um so i'm one of four boys and David and I, who are really close, are, are the middle two sons. Oldest brother, Matt, who's great, lives in Atlanta. My youngest brother, Andrew, lives in South Korea, but he's, he's actually home right now. Um, my dad one time said to, said to me, uh, and if my older and younger brother are listening to this, don't take offense to this, but he said, I, he goes, Stephen, I feel like uh, I was the best parent to you and David, who are the two middle children, me and David. And he said, because with Matt, we tried way too hard. With Andrew, we probably didn't try hard enough. But with the middle children, it was just right. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so, yeah, I, I think that that principle of like, I think as parents, we can try too hard, right? You said force it. You don't want to force it. And we can lack intentionality. And I think I'm, I'm trying to do that right with Gunner of just like, you know, offering the bait. Hey, do you want to go ride? Trying to get him out there. Sometimes if he's been lazy for a week, it's like, you don't have a choice. Like get your ass out of the house. We're going. Mm -hmm. But then there's other times he's busy with football and school and he's tired. He wants to rest. I'm not going to, I'm not going to drag him out of the house when he's had a busy week. So I think it's just knowing your children and knowing, um, you know, knowing who they are and what motivates them and just trying to keep, keep nudging them in the right direction. Yeah. And mountain biking is definitely the right direction. Yes. Amen. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. Uh, no, that's good. And while we're on the topic of family, so your brother, David, who I also want to get on the podcast at some point, uh, rides with us a lot. And uh, I thought you did a really cool thing for him. Um, tell us about, you know, he got deployed and, and he came back to something nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it, in fall of 2020, in the middle of COVID, he, he's been in the... Um, he was in the Navy for eight years and then he was in the Air Force for four years. And uh, he got deployed, you know, the worst possible time, fall of 2020. And it was a six, six, seven month deployment to the Middle East. And um, so as a gift, uh, I wanted to give him a deployment gift when he got back. And so I bought him a, um, a pretty sweet mountain bike. And uh, he's a he's an EOD um, like uh, EOD, I don't even know the tech or something. So by explosive ordnance disposal. So you ever seen the movie hurt locker? Yeah. Like the bomb diffusing, mm -hmm. like he gets paired up with 
these cool guys that go kick down doors and he like defuses bomb. He's really, really cool job, really dangerous job. But so he went on this deployment to the Middle East. And um, the, why I say that is the, I got him a Jameis C4 was the name of the bike. Which for um, I didn't C4 realize that was the name of the bike. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know the connection yeah. either. Um, and it was one of the only ones I could find in 2020. I mean. Bicycle was, Doctor, right? Yeah, Bicycle Doctor. Shout yeah. out, sponsor. Yeah. Thank sponsor, you. Sponsor, yep. No, they were great. I mean, it was perfect for David. Good full suspension um, kind of trail bike. And, uh, so anyways, what I love about it is when he got home, he, you know, typical, like you're away from your wife and kids and you do all the, you know, we filmed all these videos of him surprising his daughters. They haven't seen him in seven months. Everybody cries, you know, air, video in the airport when his wife picked him up and, you know, they're both crying and kissing each other. They haven't seen each other in seven months. Um, yeah, he goes and surprises my parents. Well, then there's a video of me surprising David with his mountain bike and the look on his face is way more excited than when he saw anybody. <laughs> he was like, he was so excited. And I was like, I hold it out. I held it out for him. And he, he came outside. It was great. It's so. like that video I've seen where a guy's getting married and his groomsman, his best man standing next to him. He's like crying. Oh, he yeah. looks down and he's looking at his bride. It's not the bride. It's his bicycle yeah, coming yeah, up. Coming and he's like, <laughs> that's yeah, priceless. That's great. So that's it's good. Well, that, that's good stuff. I think we're going to, we're going to start transitioning. I know Josiah is itching to probably ask some questions and get his buddy, old Murray on the hot seat for some stuff. But the thing, I, the thing about me and Murray though, is that we're, it doesn't take much. It, it doesn't take much. And I don't really have a lot of questions for him because I gotta, I gotta hear him talk all the time anyway. <laughs> but that's part of the reason why I'm sitting between you guys right now. So you don't punch each other as easily um, during this. Uh, hey. Um, so I guess the first question uh, to start off this conversation, I want to get a little more banter out of Josiah in the second half of the podcast. Um, I, I, you Apparently, you just love e-bikes. Like oh That's God. the thing going on um, in the group. Tell us about your feeling around e-bikes. So listen, first, for the record, which I, I'm disgusted that I even have to say this for the record. I said it earlier, why I got the e-bike reputation uh, of loving e-bikes is because I had electric shifting, which for anybody that knows anything about bikes knows that electric shifting is not the same as an e-bike. So I think that's garbage. Um, the second thing is... It is uh, electronics on a bike, but um, in, until, yeah. until it breaks and then you can't ride your bike. <laughs> But in his defense, he'll say, well, I was a single run, speed and, single and I was speed. Yeah, and you complain about it the whole time and it's miserable. Smoked. And so it, it, in fact, it is. No, no, no. I'm not disputing whether or not DI2 is a good decision for electric sh- shifting. I'm just I'm disputing this BS that like I like e-bikes because I have electric shifting. That's what I'm disputing. You can make fun of me for malfunctions with my. But this all started with a rant when we were in Pisgah where part of us were like saying, hey, let's go to Canuga." Oh, yeah. To after our ride to go do some park laps and we'll rent e-bikes because we can get a bunch of laps in and you and david were like e-bikes no way i'm not even going to say all the things that were said in that creek drinking beers after that ride but <laughs> yeah, it was uh yeah. you no, guys are pretty I, passionate I people about that, it that like e-bikes or, or down for the e-bike movement are really soft <laughs> and you know at the end of the day like uh, what, what's great about the purity of any cycling sport, mountain biking included is it's just you and the bike and mother nature and you got to earn your downhill. And, uh, so like, like maybe are there some rare 
cases where uh, an e-bike could be necessary, or maybe if you're like trying to work on some skills and you want to get some downhill runs. But the, the, here's the here's where we disagree. Just and I disagree to very maybe to varying degrees, not wholesale. But um, mountain biking for me is about two things. Why a mountain bike? It gets me in great shape, and it's a lot of fun. And the combination of those two things is the beauty in it. And if if you're e-biking, you're throwing out the getting in shape just for the fun. Um, and, you know, if you, this is why people don't like road biking. If you're road biking, you're kind of getting rid of the fun just to stay in good shape, right? And I think mountain biking is one of those rare sports where it's like, or rare activities as a hobby that I can justify as a really busy guy who, you know, runs a company and, and is married and has three kids and has a lot going on. Demand. I can justify the fun because I'm also feel like I'm getting in good shape in this exercise. Right. You know, I can understand so, that because I feel less guilty when I'm doing it because it's like, it's my workout. Yeah. And, but what do you do with the argument that says you are dad, you have limited time with that e-bike in that hour you do. So you could do, you could still go full bore because you know, an e-bike, it's not a throttle. You're still yep. having to pedal yep. and you could do two full laps instead of one full lap in the same amount of time. And there's been tests that shown like with whoop straps or whatever that I'm say you're getting the same heart rate and calories. Dude, you should, you should check it out. There's, okay. there's, 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 there's go look it up on YouTube. People do tests side by side with heart rate monitors and all this stuff, calories burn of you're just doing twice as much distance or area. If, if you do it right, you know, if you're oh, not on full, if you're, you're not on full turbo more mode, ground. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I mean, so that argument, and then you could be make, having more fun. That argument starts to make sense to me. I'm not bought into it either, and this is where me and Stephen can agree because I agree with pretty much everything he said. Uh, for me, the outlier is a bike park. Like, if you want to go have fun at a downhill bike park, yeah. an e-bike makes so much sense. Yeah, but see, um, he, you probably wouldn't even go to one. Um, no, he's changed his mind. No, the or like, right would guys, you go to a would you go to a ski slope and do a downhill mountain bike? Yeah, park and that's and very occasionally, right? Yeah, yeah, I think with the right guys. Um, I'm so dogmatic though. Like I, I don't like what e-bikes doing to, to the sport. Right. I just feel like bike parks need to have lifts and I just think the technology and all the crap that's going in the investment that's going into e-bikes, how, how they're showing up more and more on trails. I just think like, you know, go, go dirt biking, you know, like that's fine. Go, go BMX, whatever dirt bike. So I don't know. I mean, again, right case, I guess maybe I would, but I think out of principle, um, I can logically get behind going to a bike park like I would going to the ski slopes, which I love to do, but out of principle, I don't know. So will you ever ride an e-bike? Um, it's not, the it, podcast is still going, guys. He's just thinking deeply because uh, this is written I mean, in I have stone. been on an e-bike before. No, not shifting. I mean, a, like a full-on e-bike, mountain bike. Santa Cruz heckler type. Yeah. No. He's going to eat his words. <laughs> He's going to eat his words. No. Because there's going to be a trip where we're someplace next to a bike park. And you guys are going to be going, wee, going downhill. And I'm going to You know be, what he will do, though? And I'm going to be will, cranking no, it up the hill. He will be cranking up the hill for like one lap. Getting and hard then, while you guys are getting no, soft. And then he still won't ride the e-bike, but he'll take the tow rope and he'll hook it to his bike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, that's, I'm, I'm all right the, with that. The fitness aspect, though, I think I think there is Do some, you see where I'm going with that, I do, though? because so when I did my last ride out at Pisgah, I ran into a guy um, who was out there riding by himself 
and we talked about it for a minute. He was actually trying to sell his bike to me. He was like, like, I got a brand new one. Here's this. And I was like, I don't know. Same conversation, purist. And he was like, oh yeah, I was too. He was like, but as soon as you get on one, he was like, how many miles are you going to do today out, out here? And I'm like, probably 20. He was like, I'm going to do 45 in the mm-hmm. same amount of time. And this dude was drenched in sweat. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you will get just as much of a workout or as much of a workout as you want. He was like, cause, cause you can out- change the progression of yeah, how much and, assist you get. And when you do big ride like that, you can't have it on turbo 24 mm-hmm. seven. And then battery. all the Hills up there, even if you're in the lowest gear, you still have to work. Oh yeah. He's just doing, he's getting twice the amount of fun that I'm getting. Well, and I equated <laughs> to his point of saying you need a lift. Well, Jared's you have a lift or you can get an e-bike and I've done both. And with the lift, I ride for four hours and I feel I had a blast, but I didn't get my much workout. When I did four hours on the e-bike, I was like, holy moly, I'm tired. And I got the same level of strain as I did our three hour cold water ride. And I felt like I got a workout, but I didn't do the lift and I yeah. did the e-bike. So there's no way you got the same yeah. workout in on an e-bike going think four hours it. compared to cold water without. Think about it. I was I was going nonstop, just over and over and over and over. And these are I'm, steep climbs. I'm riding this in the stone. The minute Steven rides an e-bike, he's going to end up buying one. <laughs> I'm calling that <laughs> they shot. They are I'm fun. calling that shot now. How fun he's was gonna it? He's going to end up buying one. I mean, it was awesome at the bike park. It doesn't replace your bike. Like, like I, said, I don't even own a yeah, e-bike. This is how it starts, though. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm still with Steven that I it's wouldn't a gateway drive. I wouldn't want to take an e-bike out to Pisgah. I can see why people do Well, it's do illegal, it now, first off. But you I can't, would. You can't, you can't take one to Pisgah. That guy, that guy definitely had one. <laughs> no, people take him out to Pisgah, but it's illegal. You can't oh, take, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Force it more. Yeah. All right. So the – all right, we got to get to it. We just – we got to get to it. The, the trail let down. Go ahead, guys. What about it? Well, Stephen, tell us well, your side of the story because yeah, we've already heard yeah. Josiah. Yeah, we just saw side. Well, yeah. no. Yeah, well, yeah, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you. Okay, fine. Yeah, we are. And then you, you rebuttal. I've been a lot of fake news spread on this podcast <laughs> by Josiah. So let me set the record straight here. So tell us what happened, like from your perspective. What? what All right. Happened? So, you know, there's maybe every other month. You get the pass from the wifey and the stars aligned where you can go do a big effort ride. Like I'm talking load up. And few things make me happier, make my soul more content than seeing four or five bikes in the back of my truck or Josiah's truck or somebody's truck and just knowing we're driving to the mountains. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, and knowing that we're going to go hang out at a brewery afterwards. And, you know, even if it's just a day trip, even as we've done it many times, you've been a part of it, right? Let's drive they're, up to They're the, epic. They're, they're so epic. much fun. And you're smoked and you're just like, it's just the best kind of tired. And, um, cause you know, you're getting, it's, it's a big effort. You're getting big miles in, big elevation, all that. Right. And you're, you're sacrificing though. You're sacrificing usually a Saturday to make this happen. Well, sure enough, the stars aligned. When was this? May? Yeah. May, early there. summer, late spring. Early summer. And so the text thread starts going up. Like it actually it's working for everybody. Oh, it was Father's Day. Even more important. Yeah, it was June. Mm-hmm. So it's Father's Day. I mean, this day is set aside for brethren fathers. It's like a consecrated day to just go hit it hard on the mountain bike at a perfect location. Which before you get into this, I'm shocked you even let Josiah choose because um, I'm going to yeah. say right now you are – you, whoa, whoa, whoa you, hold on. That's gonna, you're gonna have to press pause on that because I was the one that got everyone to cold water 
and everyone loves Cole. No, Josiah not ever let me down. That's what makes the story so disappointing. No, but I'm going to a different point, which is, Stephen, you you are a leader. You're a natural born leader. I'm going to give you that. Like you are not a follower. People follow you, and you're motivational and you're inspiring. But very rarely do you, if it's not your trip, do you go along with it? I feel like you got to plan the trip. Like yeah, well, you got to work be, on my schedule for me to make. Well, it has to work on your me. schedule. You got to be the ringleader. I mean, the, look at this like, executive office. Exactly, he's got a lot of stuff. Very going executive. On. So, how did you not? Because typically, <laughs> well, like Jeff, the big trips, more, the big trips some are or some wounds from the Narnomi <laughs> that just came out in that comment. The, I'll chase that later. The big trips are usually, you know, you. You're, you're the ringleader. You're the glue. You're the you're the guy that goes and says, "Guys, this is what we're doing. We're going to do it. Let's go." And yep. we go and follow. What happened? How come you didn't do that? It's, it's a dereliction of duty on my part. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'll give. Um, uh, this is this is all. This is pointed at much at Zach Powell as it is Josiah Deacon. So for the, Ooh, for the for wow. So <laughs> so yeah, we we get on text thread. Um, we got it lined up. This is probably about a week or two out from Father's Day. Again, we have the pass. So we start trying to talk about where, like, you know, two hours. We, we all agreed that Pisgah or DuPont was too far. It's yeah. three hours. We didn't. Well, you also have to give context for Father's Day because we didn't want to completely just disappear on our families. Yeah. Well, there were guys that wanted to get back for dinner, you know, spend yeah. some time with your kids, that kind of thing. Yep. So we were there were some limitations around yeah. that, right? It wasn't our normal the way you teed it up. It wasn't our normal like, oh, let's oh, a so, full blown danger. Uh, you're you're. Um, you're hedging here. I would say no, that is exactly part of the plan. I mean, yeah, either way, within two hour proximity drive, there's really uh, two, three really good options. Coldwater, and you can tell me if I'm off on this, Coldwater, Jake and Bull, and Mulberry within two hours of like, you know, the type of longer rides that we like to do. Yeah, those news. are those three are the three. You want to yeah. go and get 20 miles. Yeah. Those are the main three. Yep. Yep. And a lot of elevation and, and I mean, and they're world, world class. Yep. So we start getting on the text thread talking about where we're going to go. And out of the gate, Josiah starts talking about going to Chewbacca. How do you say How do you say, it? Do you say it? Chewbacca? I really don't know, which is why I say Chewbacca. <laughs> which... You know what? What the the bottom line of the story is the same way. You know, I think uh, Yargo is sentimental to me. I think Chewbacca is sentimental to you. Which Chewbacca is right outside of Auburn. Josiah's family in Auburn. He often rides there by himself. And so the argument starts being made by Josiah that we've done Coldwater recently. We've done Mulberry a lot. Here's the thing that pisses me off about the argument is him, and this is where I blame Zach Powell. Start. We, so David and I are naturally like, well, let's go to Jake and Bull. If you guys think we've done cold water too much recently and we've done Mulberry a lot recently, let's let's do Jake and Bull. None of us have done Jake and Bull within 12 months. And they start throwing a lot of shade at Jake and Bull. Like, it's terrible. I, did, it's bad. I mean, I, I, will, did throw, I will. Jake and Bull is not that great. No, it's I, not that great. I'm going to say it right now. It's a top no, 50 epic. No, I will say Jake. I'll cite my sources on I will that. play in the middle. Jake. It, to me is not that great bull is awesome yeah bull is a blast jake is like eh, it's yeah. okay but there's actually stuff north of bull that we haven't done called the ranger district like ball mountain and oh, yeah. jack and all that well, stuff you've done, you've where done that, right? i've done part of it where the army rangers train and those trails are gnarly so i will say jake isn't great but bull and everything north of it is really good anyway yeah so e either way though um i mean we haven't done it in a while jake and bull and we got two hours, it's within two hour drive. 
Well, Josiah and Zach dig their heels in and start talking about all these wood features at Chewbacca, with none of which we can really ride effectively, and uh, why we need to go to Chewbacca. So they dig their heels in. I let go of the leadership reins and put them in the hands of Josiah. I'm proud. And of it you was it was just a disappointing day. It was, <laughs> it was just a disappointing day. And so so basically, what that told you was I sh- should have been my usual self and dug my feet in and said, well, we're going here. I, say, I would rather, here's, here's where maybe I would have still rather been with, with my guys. Cause we hit up LaGrange afterwards and did wild leap brewery, which was great. Uh, delicious. I was David and I could have, we could have turned it into a bigger fight and we could have uh, split the group up. And I Dave, felt like we fought the entire time. What are you talking about? Wait, so when did, I want to know when did the, when did it start? Did it start on the ride where you were like looking at Josiah going, are you kidding me? Or was it like on the drive home where you guys well, were like, Well, here's, here's where it started is there's an upper and a lower. So there's an upper loop in sections and there's lower. Well, Josiah was like, I say we don't mess with the lower. It's boring. The upper is the more wild, more fun. Well, we go and do the upper once and – I'm like, all of, all of us look at each other like, we just did the lower, right? And just, I was like, no, that that was the upper. <laughs> so, it was great, right, guys? <laughs> so we were like, wait, wait a second. This was, that was the epic, fun, wild part that you were talking about? So that's when we started giving Josiah a hard time. It was the, the second half of the ride. I, uh, I'll, let me. You got to get closer, dude. They're not going to hear you. Let me, let me chime in here a little bit. There was ample time for people to look at this trail and know what this trail was. We were looking at YouTube. I was sending YouTube videos. They had a race there or scheduled. We mm. almost didn't get to go at all because it was bad weather. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a, like yeah, a few days before and it was flooded. A lot of places yeah. were, a lot of, a lot of trails were closed. Um, so there was, there was never a question of, oh, there's going to be epic uphills at this trail or epic down. Like you can look on any, whatever, trail forks, MTB projects in, see the trails they are what they are they are and i and i also clarified this this is not cold water <laughs> i didn't i was ve- i was very sure to say hey i'm not saying this is going to be the most epic trails you've ever no read. that's not true but th- that is one i will go no. back to text messages <laughs> no i was very clear about you that you tried to say you said it was different but you you it tried to say that it was gnarly and fast and we we're in it, it is fast no it's not it is fast it's oh. just not down it's not out Big massive downhill descent. <laughs> Not fast. It is fast. You can ride oh it very gosh. fast. Okay, you thought about this can. since Father's or <laughs> since I listened to your podcast a couple weeks after Father's. I'm getting angry. <laughs> drop kick your side. And it was an and it was a new trail. That was the other thing. It was another good spot to go that we haven't ridden, or that y'all hadn't ridden. Yeah, but it wasn't. I mean, like. You can make that so argument about every trying, trail. You're just coming up with stuff now. No, you can make that argument about, well, it's a new trail. No, like, not let's every just trail. Go do epic rides that we know are epic when we don't have that much time. Mm, like, I feel like, I feel like we it. just drove to uh, Yargo and we're like, but just said, let's drive two hours for Yargo. Let's just drive around 285, a whole full circle, and then it drive to Yargo. Way, it was, I don't know. That's what we just did. I think let's just sit in the car think, for no reason, I think no it return. Is better than Yargo. Slightly. Oh, there you go. You said it's better than Yarga. So it's not the worst the trail. time. The return of the there you go. return of the investment of the time spent. Is, there you go, people. So that's a good it. segue then. What is your ideal trail? And I don't want you to pick out a particular trail. I'm just saying like, it's our understanding 
you love brutal climbs yeah. that make you suffer. You love yeah. the pain. Yeah. And then on the way down, my guess is you want a fast, long downhill that is really smooth and flowy. Well, I'll say I'm backing off that. On my spark, yes. Oh, okay. Now like that you have DuPont Ridgeline was my favorite trail. Right. And on a spark, it's perfect, right? It's like this aggressive stance, and it's you're just – you're just carving mm -hmm. um, like if you're on like this preci precision weapon, uh, the chunky stuff, I was never that comfortable on P partly bike, but partially just skill level. But I would say since being on my stump jumper um, and I haven't done anything super wild on my stump jumper yet. I, what have I? I, well, you got to think of a trail other than Yargo right now. No, I've done Chicopee twice. On my stump jumper. Chickpea's pretty chunky. Um, I've done soap, obviously, a couple times on, and I have done yard or that. that what do you, what do you, do you, because you've complained, like, you won't ride your big travel bike at soap. I will if I have to, but I, like, lock it out. Have you, have you noticed the difference between your spark and the stump jumper at soap? Are you just so much more comfortable on my, uh, I think my, my spark was a little small for me, too, on top of it being just a, a lesser travel bike. I'm, I feel great on my stump jumper. What, si what size is the stump jumper? Is it an it's XL? an XL. Was the Spark not an XL? Mm -hmm. Those are large. Oh. And it's British because Scott's British, and I feel like they run a little bit smaller anyways. How un-American yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. I think Scott is like Swiss. They're European uh, of some yeah, sort. Yeah. 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 All the same. Um, but you're, but in all fairness, like he has a bigger travel bike, but it's still carbon, right? Yeah, it's so carbon. it's pretty light, yep. and it's pretty agile. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so that's kind of like, that's what I was wondering was now that you have this bigger travel bike, are you going to do some more of this Enduro? I want to do some, yeah, I want to do some bigger stuff with you guys. I yeah. feel more comfortable on it. Um, I haven't done pine, I mean, I also don't want to die though. I mean, I got, no. you know, three kids and, uh, I don't want to like go off the side of a cliff or yeah. do something stupid. So, but I do think, yeah, pine, uh, obviously want to do Jared's haven't done Jared's yet. Mm -hmm. Some of the stuff at Pisgah mm -hmm. and DuPont that, I would see like Trent or Todd or ZP hit. There's some, not all of it by means. I'm not that level of rider, but there's some of that stuff that I, and you hit that I want to try out now on a bigger bike. Cool. So. Um, I don't know. Josiah, what questions do you have for, for Murray? I've got no questions for that schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You got nothing to ask him that you've been dying to want to know, or just that you want to expose. And why do your bikes break all the time? <laughs> Do you not take care of them? No, I no, I spend a lot of money on them. I mean, well, yeah, uh, that's after they break. Yeah, maybe I don't take care of them. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. Do you this, wash your bikes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to be so, my big issue with my my spark was, it was the the electric shifting was old and corroded, and and I had to get like some harnesses replaced, and that kept giving. Me Would you ever suggest an electric shifter? Brand new, yeah, dude. I rode that out in Boulder. We all, Todd, Pete, David, and me, the new, it was the SRAM, though. Yeah. Um, and it was silky smooth. And uh, Chuck has the SRAM on his on his stump jumper, Evo. So, yeah, I mean, it's so smooth. I love it. But I think mine was at the age, and I guess maybe because it was used, I don't know. But I had issues with that. The, the stump jumper is just, it's, it's, uh, just making some adjustments on it more than anything. Yeah. Kind of make drop. You know, I got a new dropper post put in and, and I love bicycle doctor, but they messed up how they, how they put it in. So I just had to adjust that. Where's the next ride? Like big one. 
Well, we got we got to determine which weekend. Are you out both weekends in September? Yeah, I'm in Greece oh, that's for right. work. So I'll I my <laughs> we talk about the get out of jail free card. That's that's Dunzo for September. Yeah. Even though it's work, it's like I'm gone yeah. away from my family for seven days. So yeah. I don't think I can pull off anything in September. Well, I'm, but y'all should, y'all should still I'm, go. I'm thinking about doing weekday now. I need, I need to talk with you about this, Josiah, and the, the rest of the guys. But I'm thinking about doing instead of a Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm thinking about taking Thursday, Friday off work because my kids. That's are, what I'm talking about. I don't know. Greece. No, I'm uh, just saying in general, uh, though. Like I, I'm excited. <laughs> you guys are starting to feel it. Like the weekends. <laughs> no, I'm not starting, starting to feel. It. <laughs> I love, I love no, Josh. It's not a trend Josh changing. It's not a, it's not a, this is a trend changing no, thing. Like, Josh, hey, I'm about this one, I've done this one weekend. Brittany and the kids are at a school retreat. <laughs> oh, okay. And I don't have anything lined up work wise. So I'm thinking about taking Thursday, Friday, going up to, I would love to do Brevard or yeah. Mulberry. Have you heard, Josh, have you heard about the Fire Mountain Trails? Yeah. Uh, do you know anyone that's written those? Yeah, those are like yeah, my, new, my, they? They're relatively new. My boss did an enduro race out there. Here's the deal with Fire Mountain. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a Chulaka experience. Oh really? Because they're gonna be better than the Chulaka, but they they yeah, I mean they, it, yeah, it's not saying much though. <laughs> but, they, but they they're they're really fun apparently. But the word is you're essentially spending about the same amount of time to get there as you would Pisgah. You're not gonna have as great a riding compared to Pisgah. So it's like why would you ride Fire Mountain? My boss went because it was a race. But if it's not some big event, like you're better off just going to Pisgah. Where is it? And to Stephen's point, there's a reason why certain names you hear about more. It's because they're better. Yep. And it's like if you're going to make the drive, do you really want to, you know, do that? It's 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 in near Pisgah, but it's kind of I think it's more west. I'm, don't quote me on that, but I think it's more west of there. So, yeah, I think. Uh, but that's cool. So Mulberry or Pisgah, September. Yeah, I think- I think September. Of Thursday, course, Friday, you're going to do a Thursday, Friday when I'm out. I'm sorry. That's not intentional. But see, that's the whole thing is like, it's hard. Like, you know, when you try to get a group ride together, it's like you have kids and they get into sports and they have activities oh, yeah. and stuff. It's like people are saying like, it's easier for me on the weekends. I'm like, I don't know about you, but not really. Yeah. Like it's hard with family stuff. Oh, yeah. And I guess I have a flexible job. But for me, it's like I could, I'd rather just take time off work and just go do it during the week to not I mean, I would family. prefer to do that too. I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can. It's all about choices. <laughs> no, no. Oh, you, you can't. I'm sorry. I'm he loses his job. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, I'm talking that's to how most, most situations. I'm a, I'm, I'm a floundering sales rep. I'm talking to two no, uh, no, no, C no, level no. executives here. No, you're, so, no, you're, uh, you know, it's just a different setup. Yeah. Different setup. <laughs> what was the comment? The work from home boys. Yeah. The work from home boys. <laughs> and, Hashtag. And then just, I said, no, you mean the not working boys. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Work uh, not at all, boys. Yeah, it was, it was him and Zach Powell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, always riding. Uh, that's that's great. Good. Josh, keep up the great fight, buddy. Keep having conversation about things that really matter in life. That's like right. Biking. That's right. The deep, the deep, deep. That's right. All right. So, um, do you want to um, plug your um, organization at all? Sure. And I don't mean brethren. I mean oh. the one that since we're talking about your uh... oh, my second my second organization, yeah, like second less important organization. <laughs> yeah, for those of you listening, uh, so I run a company. I'm I'm, I'm a co-owner and not the founder. I'm uh, Chris Carneal founded it. Who's my boss and uh, one of my best friends. But 
he started 21 years ago to help schools fundraise more effectively. And so we do all sorts of fundraising solutions for um, schools and organizations. So if you know anybody uh, in need of raising funds, you know, a sports team, uh, hey, you know, well, I don't know if you're, are you like a registered nonprofit or LLC yet or anything? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. I'm nothing. Yeah, nothing. But at yeah. one point, you know, if we have a Brethren Foundation or, uh, you know, some form of 501c3 uh, that needs help raising money, we have a bunch of creative tools to help people hit their fundraising goals because nobody really wants to fundraise. It's always like a necessary evil. Um, so we make it uh, as enjoyable as possible and help people smash their goals. So check it out. Chooseboooster.com. Are y'all hiring? You hiring anyone? Yeah, we're always hiring. So the chooseboooster.com as well. There's uh, backslash job, careers. Job yeah, careers. Yeah, I think. Or jobs. I don't <laughs> that know. might be it. Not yeah. sure. <laughs> Check it out. Amazing organization with an amazing story. Um, really great culture. We don't let people that work for us mountain bike quite as much as Josh's company let, lets him mountain bike. But, uh, you know, we can maybe work that into your, your job job offer. So I want to make an argument about that real quick. Oh. <laughs> you dropped the bone. You you mentioned Dirt Church, how efficient it is early yeah. in the morning. Yeah. You guys go in CrossFit at like 530 in the morning. Yeah. You could just as easily go to soap. No, here's the problem. Well, mm -mm. Yeah, no, that's especially at that time in the morning, there's no traffic. You can go in and you go actually outside. know you're in the summer. You can. Uh, we talked about this before. If if we got there at sunrise in the summer at 645, we yeah. ride an hour and we could beat traffic back. I agree. I agree. Not as efficiently as CrossFit, though. Not as efficient, but you but can, can do it. It's it's a choice. But only summer. But 285 is a nightmare. Right yeah, so it is. If, even if, even if we were wheels down at 530, which we couldn't be because it's dark. Yeah. Even if you ride soap, you're an hour. It's it's an hour door to door. You could do the wood. You're not getting in. Yeah. And I've actually I've actually started doing that. A decent. I haven't in the past couple of months, but I did do that. I would go work out at the gym and then I would go do like four miles. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The wood. Which is great, to your point. But that's also, you know, you're cheating time when you wake up that early, which yeah. is great. True. Yeah. Um, I do want to thank you, too, by the way. So Booster Apparel uh, provided the apparel for the Narnomies as well as the, the Brethren. And, uh, I mean, I'm assuming you guys will work with anyone. Anybody, yeah. So that's part of what we do is we, in order for organizations to fundraise effectively, they got to tell their story effectively and one of the ways to do that is with like promotional items and swag and so we we uh insourced all of that about 10 years ago and uh we can do anything custom custom uh yeti coolers to t-shirts to mountain biking jerseys to stickers we can do it all yeah check it out for sure so yeah i appreciate you guys helping me out with that and they helped me out with some graphic design stuff which was really cool so um all right um any before I go into my wrap up points, any other parting words or things you wanted to get across? Things I didn't ask you, yeah. things you wanted to ask me and Josiah. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I just um, while I have the mountain biking community here, I would just continue to encourage everybody to make good decisions around e-bikes and <laughs> really understand the consequences of your, um, of your actions and what could the, the trend and, and like I said earlier, it's, I think it's a gateway drug to really bad things. So just be careful, really pause and think it might feel fun in the moment, but, um, like most things that can feel fun in the moment, there can be really dire consequences. So use I, wisdom. I just, I think I just figured it out. Booster apparel. You guys need to come out with the MTV brethren sticker. This, this is 
don't do e-bikes. They're the gateway drug. Yeah. And like we need to get those. Yeah. Within, within five years, Stephen Murray's going to have an e-bike. <laughs> Full-blown. Carbon, I would hope that there would be enough accountability years, around me happen. to not let that happen. Um, Josiah, you had a good uh, Pisgah ride. Great ride. Yeah, Apparently, yeah. they don't allow roll bla- rollerblading there. Oh, yeah. That was funny. The signs <laughs> that they have up there are so goofy. Uh, yeah, but it was an awesome ride. I love it. Solo ride. My, I've not, I've not done a solo ride uh, in the big country before, so that was a lot of fun. Have you ever done solo up there, Stephen? No, I don't, I don't no. even know that. I wouldn't. I don't That's know that scary. I suggest so, it. Yeah, I, I mean, I it's like eaten by a black bear. That, or you just get hurt and you're out yeah, in the middle of I'm, nowhere and hope yeah. someone finds you. I was but, impressed that you did it. No, it was a lot of fun. It was a good ride. That's cool. In uh, other news, I uh, actually got the sign off from the wifey to get pump tracks built in my backyard. Wow. Who's like, building them? You? No, I actually, I think I may get Jared's place. They Can you talk to me about like what they quote you? Yeah. Because I got some space in my backyard. Yes. Yeah. Your backyard. It's legit. I'll tell you about it. But they they started a division that'll make trails like Jared's for, for you. And I got a quote and it seems pretty reasonable. And, uh, you know, maybe it's because I'm the Narnomi. I don't know, yeah, but no uh, it's, it's, it's in their best interest. To but give you a good quote. yeah, but but yeah. So now Daddy just has to get close some more deals, and then uh, we may be getting some pump tracks in. Um, and then, in other news, uh, the Quick Six Enduro. Big shout out, Rambo uh, is putting on the Big Creek Quick Six race uh, in October. Registration starts for members. If you're a member of Rambo next week. Um, and then other participants, we got a couple weeks after that. It sells out like within an hour. Um, I'm going to enter it. It'll be my first enduro race. Yeah, nice. So that'll be cool. Um, so keep an eye on that. Uh, also, they're a bike park coming to Atlanta. Uh, they're building it from an undisclosed donor, some rich guy that decided to be anonymous. Josiah, probably. Yeah, probably just. Uh, no, he would never build anything ITP. <laughs> That's true. I wouldn't. That, that is exciting, though. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Um, nothing for free. Great documentary just came out. Check it out. Um, it's uh, it's gonna be. It's really sweet. Um, something cool to look at. And I think I'll save the rest of the talking points for another podcast. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, Steven, thanks for, for joining and being a good sport coming on here and, uh, Absolutely. go out and search for your ultimate Nirvana. Mm. Now get out now. <laughs>